This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Was at the Helm, from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to, go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Michael Savage People Are Talking podcast. Now, before we begin, I want to be very clear. We wish Mr. Pelosi 
the best possible recovery from this horrific attack. Despite the innuendos that are being circulated throughout the Internet, it does not matter to me what the circumstances were of the attack. Okay, this was an attack upon all of us, a breach in security. The reason for this podcast is because there are too many questions which remain unanswered. And all of our security depends upon the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Again, we wish Mr. Pelosi the best possible recovery from this horrific attack. And now let's listen and ask ourselves what really happened. As we go to press, an indictment has come down against the man alleged to have attacked Paul Pelosi, husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. He has been charged with assault and attempted kidnapping following last week's break-in at the couple's San Francisco mansion. That was announced by the U.S. Attorney's Office late Monday. David D. Pape, 42, was charged with one count of attempted kidnapping of a U.S. official, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of California. That charge relates to Nancy Pelosi and carries a maximum of 20 years in prison. CNN has reported that the Pape allegedly shouted, where's Nancy, after breaking into their home. De Pape also was charged with one count of assault of an immediate family member of a U.S. official with the intent to retaliate against the official. That charge relates to a crime allegedly committed against Paul Pelosi and carries a maximum sentence of another 30 years in prison. The federal charges against the assaulter are in addition to state charges that may also be announced later today on Monday. Stay tuned for more right here on the Michael Savage Podcast. Northern Four Car, A Priority 910-2640, Broadway, across of Scott and Normandy. Hey, 14-hour copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Welcome to the Michael Savage People Are Talking Podcast. You've just heard the police scanner of the Paul Pelosi attack situation. Let me say this right off the top. Politicians are supposed to represent we the people, meaning our society. And justice is man's best hope. As of right now, we have no representation in the form of the Biden-Pelosi juggernaut. And there is no justice in a nation where any person who speaks out is considered an enemy of the state. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I want to focus on the strange story of the Paul Pelosi attack because people are talking about it. Now, this all began the other night of the violent hammer attack on Paul Pelosi. But questions have arisen. Now, I'm going to go into the things people are asking and things people are saying as far as I wish to go up to a certain point. But I will say this, I was quite surprised, pleasantly so, that Elon Musk himself, who has 112 million followers on uh, Twitter, 112 million followers, shared a conspiracy theory, so-called, about what transpired the night of the violent hammer attack on Paul Pelosi in a response to a tweet from none other than Hillary Clinton, who immediately blamed it on the right wing. It was Hillary immediately blamed it on the right wing. She said that it's the right wing that caused this, as you'd expect from a serial liar like Hillary Clinton. As citizens, we must hold them accountable for their words and their actions that follow, said Hillary Clinton. It's a nightmare. Musk, who completed his takeover of Twitter 
last week responded to Hillary by pushing a theory to his 112 million followers that the incident that left the 82-year-old Paul Pelosi hospitalized was not what it seemed. Listen to what he said. He said this, quote, there is a tiny possibility there might be more to the story than meets the eye, unquote, wrote Musk. And then he linked to an article which claimed without any evidence that Mr. Pelosi was drunk and met his alleged attacker in a gay bar. Well, my friends, that is pretty shocking, isn't it? Now, I can't speak to the uh, bar or the sexuality of it, but I can speak to the fact that the whole story stinks to high heaven. It makes no sense whatever. Would you follow me, please? Can you please follow me, please, and agree with me or disagree with me, but listen to what I'm saying? Because when this happened, I went onto my own Twitter account, which, by the way, has gone up 20% since they got rid of the third world censors that were shadow banning me. And I put up this. I did this to you. When was this? When it first happened? 23 hours ago. The Paul Pelosi attack story makes no sense, I wrote. One, attacker found in his underwear. Two, Paul was able to make a 9-11 call while being menaced, I asked. Three, police arrive and do nothing and watch as he is attacked. And four, the broken glass is outside the door, not inside. And five, zero security for the Speaker of the House. No security at all. No cameras. No alarm systems. Well, I got an enormous response to that, higher than I've had in many a year. I had 631,000 impressions, which for those of you who are into Twitter know that that's enormously high. And I got 4,000 500 retweets, which is enormous. And I got to tell you this. Thank God Musk got rid of those third world monsters that were shadow banning me and so many other people because at least the people are talking. But I want to read to you some of the comments that people made after I posted that. And I said this. Not only does this not pass the smell test, this story would be rejected as an implausible storyline by any editor were it submitted to a legitimate publisher. Think about that. This could never even be a TV script. House like that, there with those people living in it, the third most powerful person in America, would have surveillance video, would have alarms, would have a panic button. And those would have made a 9-11 call redundant. And the intruder himself, how did Paul know his name? So, People came up and said, local news station KRON talked to a neighbor who said the Pelosi's have, quote, tons of security when Nancy is in town, much less when she is away. And I emphasize much less. Did Paul send them away? And why didn't the SFPD shoot the attacker when he allegedly grabbed Paul's hammer? So we'll go on from there. What about security cameras? Surely they had a security system. The sergeant-at-arms gave all members of the House of Representatives $10,000 each to go towards security systems for their protection. Cameras should show something, although we are not ever going to see any of it. It doesn't add up. Something so rotten in San Francisco that it stinks more than the sewers in North Beach. Also, why didn't the cops intervene the minute they got there? And whoever broke the glass of the back door, which is being shown everywhere, did not seem to understand the assignment and did a breakout staging instead of a break-in staging. 
Could you believe this? I mean, if you watch a TV show, who would break the glass going from the door out to the outside? Do you follow me or not? Unbelievable. Another guy wrote this. Underwear intruder breaks into Pelosi compound 2 a.m. Paul Pelosi, about to be tied up, convinces intruder to go to bathroom where his cell phone is charging. He makes a 9-11 call but doesn't request police be sent. 9-11 dispatcher has a hunch something is wrong and dispatches a welfare check. This is the, this is the cover story. Police going off the 9-11 hunch arrive and the third party lets them in. You hear this? Questions. Why didn't Pelosi tell the police there was a break-in and he's going to be tied up? Why didn't the 9-11 operator keep him on the line, advise him to lock himself in the bathroom until police arrived? Who was the third party and why didn't that person engage the intruder or call the police, meaning the person who let him in? What 82-year-old would escape to a bathroom, make a 9-11 call, not request police, then choose to confront the intruder half his age with a hammer? Are you listening? Now, here's more to the story. This intruder, the pape, started a blog in 2007, which was largely inactive until August of this year. He then goes on a four-day rant posting so-called right-wing conspiracy stuff. That is taken down. It was all a setup. The government posted it. He's homeless and a drug addict. His relationship with the Russian immigrant gypsy Taub, who lives in a commune with BLM and LGBTQ flags all over the house. None of this makes sense. Other people have written this. Sounds suspect to me also. Sounds kind of like Harry Reid getting the bones broken in his face by falling on a treadmill. Only God in their consciousness knows the truth. Who made the call? How did he get in the house? Who lets a man in underwear in his house? Or was he dressed when he arrived and took his pants off? How did the guy walk around in Pacific Heights in underwear? Did he fly there? Is he Superman? How many hammers were there? And what were they doing with them? What is a priority wellness check? And this man who is with Paulie P, who is he? Why are the police not taking any questions? This is a huge public story. He was in the bathroom to make a call. The perp let him make a call, but why didn't he lock the door? No audio of the underwear guy asking, where is Nancy, since Paul's phone was in the bathroom charging. Paul told the police the guy was named David and he was a friend. No footage of an ambulance, by the way, taking the two of them to the hospital. No footage of the ambulance. Apparently, they passed by trauma centers and took both of them to a general hospital where the narrative could be controlled. So you see, people are not stupid. And people have common sense. And people are asking questions. So I'll now go to some of the other commentary because some of them are good. Why is he charged with burglary when he was there looking for Nancy? How many flights of stairs did Paul have to go up and down to get the hammer? That's relevant for an 82-year-old. Will he be released? No, he's, of course, been charged with uh, many, many crimes. Now, someone wrote this. Well, I don't believe this one, by the way. I'm not even going to read it about a bullet hole across the street. Someone shot at him through his bedroom window on the second floor. I don't know about that one. One thing bothers me, says Buddy C. When her husband was being taken to the hospital and rushed to surgery, Nancy stayed in Washington instead of trying to get back to SF to be there for a while. She's back now. Another one wrote this, and this is probably more true than any. Any SFPD detective who digs deep into this will be back on patrol working deep nights in the Castro District. Guaranteed. That's how big city departments operate. Mm-hmm. 
and no one could climb through the door with the hole in the broken glass because the hole was too small. Or if they stuck their hand through the glass to open the door, wouldn't the door be open? The other double glass door was open, but maybe that's where the police went through. See, so there's a lot of commentary. And uh, we know that the official version leaves more questions than answers. Another one says the perp smashed the back door glass trying to get out. Unbelievable. So there's an earthquake here. A big earthquake. And people are asking questions that need to be answered. They're never going to be answered. The zero security in a home of the Speaker of the House of Representatives who does national and international business in that house with very sensitive government documents would have no security. It makes no sense to me. This is a screenplay written by a 10th rate screenwriter who would never get the first base in Hollywood. The unknown person who opened the door should be on television. So why am I covering this? Well, because I don't like lies. I don't like liars. And I can't stand the government that thinks we the people are this stupid. The Paul Pelosi attack story makes no sense at all to anyone with a brain. Now, do I expect this to be covered fairly by anyone in the media? Well, I went on Newsmax TV and I covered it. And today I tweeted this. All you need to know is that Mr. Pelosi identified the guy as a friend. That means it was not some random guy looking to attack Mrs. Pelosi. And the media is lying as usual. That got a lot of response. Today I just tweeted this. The Pelosi story goes well beyond the man. It's key to the Democrat media collusion destroying our nation. Thank God Musk fired the censors. So you see, people are not stupid. Somebody wrote, ho-hum, another fake scandal ginned up by radical leftists. They're getting desperate with only nine days left to the midterms. You hear? This is while the president said that we have 54 states. And by the way, if they do, that means, not a joke, everybody, that's why we were defeated in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states. That's the state of mind he's in. Could you believe this? So my friends, no security cameras, no burglar alarm. No, nothing. And now we're supposed to believe all of this. No, I don't believe a word of it. There's something wrong with the scenario. And this cover story is an embarrassment to the word story. Do you actually believe it's easy to get into the home of the third highest ranking member of our government? That that house does not have even the most basic level of security or protection, a camera or a burglar alarm? It's total bullcrap. This is the biggest lie I've ever seen in my lifetime. Maybe we can all contribute money for a ring doorbell for Nancy Pelosi. I'm sure she can't afford it. Something is wrong with this picture. It's terrible. There's no video of it. So, my friends, what do you make of this? What do you make of this story? It's unbelievable to me that the media would think that you're going to buy this garbage. I don't. Do you? I'll be right back for segment two of this horrible story of the Paul Pelosi break-in. First, they said he had a skull fracture, by the way, and they said he expected to make a complete and full recovery. Have you ever heard of anyone getting hit in the head with a hammer and having a skull fracture going in for brain surgery? And the government media complex tells you they expect to make a full 
recovery. How, how could they know that? Well, stay tuned for more about the strangest story of modern times. I'm Michael Savage. Be back in a moment right here on the Michael Savage People Are Talking podcast. He stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. Michael Savage, a host like no other. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Welcome back to the Michael Savage People Are Talking podcast. The other night, I was on Newsmax TV where I did a phenomenal, I think probably the best coverage of this particular event. And it was Pelosi attack story does not make sense. People are talking, which I've used on this podcast. But I want to say this to show you how stupid people can be. I opened the segment on TV because it's a visual medium by looking through a telescope backwards. Do you know that people said, look how stupid Savage is. He's looking through a telescope backwards. I specifically stated before I began it, there are two ways to look at things. One, through a looking glass backwards, of course, making a metaphor to Alice in Wonderland. And then I held up. And there's another way to look at things, which is with a magnifying glass, which is the savage way. So let's look at things with a magnifying glass. You know, the people did not even know the metaphor of a looking glass backwards. That's how stupid people can be. And that's exactly how a senile criminal presidency rolls on and on and on. And a woman like Nancy Pelosi can get away with whatever she wants to get away with. So now settle back for a few minutes and let's both listen to this great Newsmax TV appearance on the attack story. And let me know if you agree or disagree with me that none of it makes sense. And the San Francisco Police Department giving a presser on the violent break-in of the $6 million San Francisco home of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her husband, Paul. Mr. Pelosi was assaulted in the attack. The 42-year-old suspect, rather, David DePoppy, as you just heard, reportedly yelled, where is Nancy during the attack? And the motive is still under investigation. But now the Capitol Police is assisting the FBI and the San Francisco Police Department. Joining us now with his reaction to the situation, the host of the Michael Savage podcast available wherever podcasts are found. Michael Savage and you are from the San Francisco Bay Area. Who better to talk to you about this? You've also interviewed Nancy Pelosi back in the day. What is your reaction to the Pelosi break-in? Because a lot of things aren't adding up uh, about this story. And Dr. Savage, one thing in particular, we were talking about it earlier, Politico reporting there was an unidentified third person who opened the door for the cops, but the other reports say it was just the guy with the hammer and Paul Pelosi. Logan, they're covering up their cover-up. That was the most pathetic presentation by a police chief I've seen since New York City. Now, there are two ways to look at any situation. One is through the looking glass, which is the way the San Francisco media looks at all stories to do with the Democrats and the one-party system. Alice in Wonderland. 
The other way is the savage way, using a magnifying glass. So I put a magnifying glass on this story, and the whole thing stinks to high heaven. Let me say this. Since Musk took over Twitter, my following has gone through the roof. The censors are gone. I read most of the comments, and this story has caught fire like none other. I collected some of the comments because the people are talking about this nonsense that the uh, SFPD is putting out. And here are some of the comments, if I may. Go ahead. Uh, This story would not pass a publisher's storyline if it was submitted to a regular publisher as a crime story, it wouldn't even be accepted. A house like that on Pacific Heights, whether she is there with Secret Service or not, would have surveillance video, alarms, a panic button. Every house on that street has cameras. Most of the houses on that street probably have security guards. Where was the security guard? Even if she is awake, the neighbors say there is security when she is awake. So where were they? These are questions now. The whole thing stinks. The Pelosi attack story makes no sense to me. Listen what they say. Police responded, found him and the perp both with hammers. And they watched as the perp took the hammer from Pelosi's hands and then proceeded to attack Mr. Pelosi. Excuse me. And why didn't the police why didn't the police shoot the attacker the minute they saw him with a hammer? That's number one. Okay. number two, he was able to make a 9-11 call while being menaced. Police arrive. They do nothing. They watch as he attacks him. Now, there's another little element to this detective story, Logan. You look at the pictures being put out by the propagandists. The broken glass on the back door is broken outside, not to the inside. How does someone break into a house by breaking the glass to the outside? Okay. Uh, Why didn't the cops intervene the minute they got there? Number three. I mean, law and order, right? It sounds suspect to me. Remember Harry Reid? We were given that lie that he had his bones broken in his face by falling on a treadmill. No, did anyone believe that story? Remember that one? Yeah, no, that was a big story Logan, back in the day. Who made, who made the call, the so-called wellness check? What the hell is a wellness check as you're being attacked by a maniac with a hammer? What do you mean a wellness check? How many hammers were there? What were they doing with the hammers? Uh, what is a wellness check? And was this the same man who was in the car with... Paul Pelosi, when he got a DUI, there was a report of another person in that car, and it was never covered up. Finally, if Mr. Pelosi was in the bathroom and able to make such a call, an emergency call, why didn't he lock the door and stay in the bathroom till the police arrived? Moreover, there is no audio of the underwear guy. He was wearing underwear, incidentally. How did he walk through Pacific Heights in underwear and not get arrested? That neighborhood has Pelosi in it. It has Feinstein in it. It has billionaires in it. It's filled with security. A lunatic's walking down the street in underwear. No one arrested him. It doesn't make sense to me. And moreover, they say he came in and said, where is Nancy? Sounds like bogus to me. There's no audio of the underwear guy saying, where is Nancy? Because Paul's phone was allegedly in the bathroom charging. Uh, In fact, Paul told the police that the guy was named David and he was a friend. Finally, Logan, for this mystery story that makes no sense, there is no video footage of an ambulance. There's no video footage of an ambulance passing by trauma centers going to a general hospital. Why didn't they take both of them to a trauma center? The whole story stinks to high heaven, and I would say Halloween has come early to San Francisco. Well, I want to add a couple more points, too, and there's questions that we all have. San Francisco police, they're saying that it was intentional 
but they don't have a motive yet. That's another thing. So if they're saying it was intentional, then you'd think that they would have a motive, but they haven't found one yet. Logan, they're covering up their initial cover-up. First, they had no way to explain how this man got into the house. Then they reported through Politico, a left-wing front group, uh, that someone else was in the house and let him in. Hello? Well, first we were told he broke in through the back window. What the gla- where the glass come from? Flying to the outside. So that's number one. Number two, what do you mean underwear? What was he doing in underwear in the house? As I say, how did he get to Pacific Heights? Did he walk up the hill? Did he fly up the hill? Did he fly there in underwear or in a tuxedo? Did he have fake wings? What is this story about? Nobody believes it. I got to tell you this, since Twitter has been freed from the Twitter prison, this is the biggest story I have seen in months and months and months. People are asking questions. It's not just me. And the story stinks to high heaven. And San Francisco's police chief is an embarrassment to the word police. His act stunk from top to bottom. Did you see him? The guy looked like he did. He was reading a script, of course. Now, if any detective in San Francisco asked these questions, he'd be busted out of the detective bureau and put on patrol somewhere in the Western Mission District. If that, if he wasn't fired altogether. We have no reportage in San Francisco. We have no police investigations in San Francisco. We have no media in San Francisco. All we have is propaganda from dunces like this police chief. Dr. Michael Savage, this is definitely a fascinating story. It's one that is still developing, but as you've pointed out, there are a lot of holes in this story. Uh, everybody hopes that Mr. Pelosi's okay, but we just wanna know what actually happened. This is the third in line for the presidency. She, she lives in a private residence. Kamala Harris lives in a government home in Washington, D.C. Why was Nancy Pelosi's home so vulnerable? We'll have to wait for that question to be answered. Oh, they, all, they all have security guards, whether the Secret Service is there or not, to protect the House. Nancy Pelosi conducts national business in that House. There are books and records in that House that are very, very vulnerable to uh, espionage. They would have no one watching the House. No cameras, no alarm systems, no panic buttons. I don't believe a word of this story. Well, that's my, my other question, said, too. But Logan, I go know you've got to go. First, they say brain surgery, which you'd expect from being hit in the head with a hammer. And then suddenly, at the same time, they say he, they expect a full and complete recovery from a broken skull. How can they say that? So apparently there was pushback saying, uh-oh, that lie didn't work. What, what, what actually happened there? What do you mean underwear, then no underwear? Was he in underwear? Wasn't he in underwear? Was he in a Superman costume? Yeah. What do you mean he was there in underwear? How did he get in an underwear? And, and in this political report, Logan, too, who was this bad. Who was this third individual that opened the door to let the police in? Was it a maid? Was it a security person who should have been there? And then your, your point the about the hammers. San, Logan, there are so many questions. This there, is it in San Francisco. Everything is through the looking glass. There are so many questions, and a San Francisco Bay Area resident himself is asking them tonight. Dr. Michael Savage, thanks for joining us. More questions than answers. Very sad story. Good to see you. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Okay, guys, so we're going to start the meeting. 
as you can see, I found this in the drawer, one of the originals. Nice. I know that if I if I wore this on a team meeting, everybody would want one. <laughs> I mean, we could have them made. There are companies that make these. Of course, mm -hmm. you're inviting yourself to get assaulted. Yeah. Wear one of these to the uh, to the next Democrat National Committee meeting. So this is the official beginning of today's <laughs> team meeting. I'm showing the team that liberalism is a mental disorder T-shirt from yesteryear. And uh, we now begin discussing this week's work. Of course, the big story, as we all know, is the Pelosi attack story, which has been changing literally by every six hours. Yeah. Every six hours, there's been a change of one kind or another. First, it was a man in the underwear. Then they said that was propaganda put out by the Fox News affiliate, which dropped it. Isn't that the latest uh, iteration that we've seen, Doug? No, there's been so many changes. It's hard to keep up. Um, what have yeah, you seen? I mean, I saw them saying it was a false report. They weren't in their underwear. Then they yeah, said there were two hammers. Then they said there's one hammer. Yeah, then it was. Now it's as soon as the police got there, they opened the door and saw the suspect attacking him. When the original story was they saw him grab the hammer. Have you ever heard of a man being assaulted by a vagrant in his house who says, may I have a bathroom break? Yeah. In your lifetime, would you believe this would sell as a screenplay? Excuse me, sir. Wait, put the hammer down. I have to take a, a visit to the bathroom. <laughs> so the story changes by the minute. The worst reportage I have seen thus far is Fox News that I couldn't believe what I saw this morning. The headline, Paul Pelosi's quick thinking saved him. Yeah. Here's another one. Suspect in violent assault, Paul Pelosi, had a list of other victims. Police say, what are the victims? Yeah, they're not And they came up with, the, with the, the ties. They came up the next day in duct tape. Remember they yeah. added that to embellish the story? Well, they hire a screenwriter from Hollywood. They pulled him out of a motel in, in Palm Springs to, to write the rest of the script. Yeah, my favorite's the the an ex-girlfriend of the attacker says he's mentally ill. No, no kidding. <laughs> he doesn't seem competent enough to even know to buy zip ties. There you go. Brazil turns left. So there we go. They stole the election, apparently, by going into the poorest districts in the last hours and culling votes. And uh, what's interesting in my reading of the Brazil story is that in northern Brazil, which borders Venezuela, which is filled with refugees from socialism, they all wanted Bolsonaro. And they're shocked that the country has now turned hard left. And the real sad story here is this is a continuation of the um, communist slash socialist takeover of Latin America and of North America under Biden, who was the most far left president in American history, exceeding that of Eugene B. Debs, who actually was not president, of course, but he was the most he was an openly socialist candidate. E.V. Eugene V. Debs, E.V.D. I know that because in New York there was a radio station, W.E.V.D. Even when I was growing up, there was a socialist radio station, W.E.V.D. Eugene V. Debs. 
So my original tweet, what is wrong with the original tweet? The Pope Pelosi attack story makes no sense. This was put up on the 29th of October. One, attacker found in his underwear. Now they're saying that's not true. Two, Paul was able to make a 9-11 call while being menaced? Question mark. Answer, sure, he was in the, ba- the, the attacker gave him a break, a bathroom break. Okay. Three, police arrived, do nothing, and watches he is attacked. What's the new version of that, Doug? Uh, the new version is as soon as they opened the door, they saw the attack happening. The, they <laughs> the attacker waited the for attack. the police they, to arrive to hit him yeah. with the hammer. I see. Okay. Four, the broken glass is outside the door, not inside. Have they explained that yet? Did Hollywood figure an answer to that one yet? No, they're, they're just not even talking about it. Well, that, they can't explain it. Now, you figure even mm-hmm. a stoned Hollywood screenwriter in Palm Springs after an orgy can't figure that one out no matter how many drugs they give them. So that that will never hear the answer to. But number five, which is the one they can't fill in, zero security. All the cameras were turned off in the most powerful politician. She's one of the most powerful people in the entire world. There's no security. They have security around the clock, private security. So they were sent home by Paul Pelosi. That's the only thing I can figure out. Correct me if I'm mistaken in my thinking. How could they have not security? How's that possible? How did the underwear guy, let's say he was wearing a tuxedo. How did he get in the house? He couldn't have crawled through that little broken glass, which was on a lower pane, by the way. The door handles in the middle of the door. So if you're going to break a pane to get in, you break the middle pane, right? A house of that nature wouldn't be secured like Fort Knox. Okay, the whole thing stinks to high heaven. It stinks as high as Nancy Pelosi's. Politics stink. I'll be uh, as clear as I can. Now, she has a horrendous history of violent rhetoric, which is being ignored by the government media complex. At Berkeley, be a disruptor. She went. She was a valedictorian. Remember back in the nineties, mm-hmm. I kept putting it on my go out there and be a disruptor. Our founders were successful disruptors of the then status quo. Being called a disruptor, in my view, is a very high compliment. You here in Berkeley are already disruptors in many ways. In 1964, Mario Savio and company were disruptors of the status quo, too. Think of your possibilities. Now it's all about you. When the BLM riders threw a Christopher Columbus statue into Baltimore Harbor, she said, people will do what people do. By a, respectfully, shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People will do what they do. When the Supremes or Repubs were attacked outside the house, she said nothing. As Portland and Seattle were burned, she was silent. This woman has blood on her hands. Now, I want to say right at the outset, I pray to God that Paul Pelosi recovers. I don't care what the circumstances are. Nobody deserves this kind of injury. Nobody. But I deserve the truth. I don't deserve a bigger lie than the bigger lie she's been telling her whole life. Right. The Pelosi story goes well beyond the man. It's key to the damn media collusion destroying our nation. Thank God Musk fired the censors. I, I put that up. We had an enormous response to that. The biggest response was all response was. All you need to know is that Mr. Pelosi identified the guy as a friend. That means it was not some random guy looking to attack Mrs. Pelosi and the media is lying as usual. They've changed that story now three different times. 
So that leads me to the question of the of the day. I would like to do this as a podcast for tomorrow. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Okay, so folks, you're hearing the Monday meeting. Those of you listening to the Monday production meeting, we promise you it will we'll get off the Pelosi story in a minute. So we are opening the podcast with the police scanner, Doug, which you got. We're going to play the comments that my subscribers made in the voice of Karen. She will read the women respond these by first name only like uh, we're going to go. So now those of you who are, may not know this. If you are not a member of the club, which costs less than a, a, a flat beer and a bad bar, it's you know it's too cheap. It's only three ninety nine a month. Beer costs eight nine dollars at a bar now. I can't believe what what age I'm living in. But if you go to the comments and only my members get this, I said, does this Pelosi attack story make sense to you? And we sent them the Newsmax thing, right, Karen? We got hundreds, well, dozens of responses, dozens, right, dozens. And Karen will read ones. There's not too many women, by the way. It's mainly guys. Karen. Um, oh, here's some women. April is a woman. Harry, Janet, Harry, uh, Susan, Carol. So there's some women. Oh, well, there's plenty of them. Oh, my goodness. There are a lot of them. <laughs> and then Doug and Ryan will read the ne- the other stuff. I think we're going to avoid any allegations of homosexual or gay behavior. Even Musk withdrew that statement. Is that correct? Yeah, he took it. We down. do not know the circumstances of this man's entry. So we're, we're going to leave that out of the replay. So I think we've covered the, that except for one question. Do you think this should be the Tuesday podcast? Because it could be Jennifer say, woke capitalism and her book, leave eyes on, leave eyes on button. We could, we could play this tomorrow and just skip the Pelosi podcast, even though I invested a lot of time in it. Uh, he's, everyone is talking about this. Oh, it's yeah. such a hot topic. Okay, so it's Pelosi attack story will beat the Tuesday podcast. People want answers. They and they they want they want to hear somebody else's asking the questions they are inherently asking. Because not everyone is as stupid as they would like. Yeah. One last point. Paul Pelosi stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and he is a friend. That's been changed also, Doug? I didn't see anything changed on that. There, <laughs> the the statements out there, the recording from the update, update October 30th. In response to this story, San Francisco police today said that victim Pelosi and suspect the Papi did not know each other prior to the attack. SFPD reaffirmed that the assault followed a break in. That was that. <laughs> he sounded either confused potentially medically or i don't want to say drug use but he said he was waiting for his wife too correct and he said the guy is a friend and we don't know there's too many questions and no answers now this david guy is a known nutcase he is an election denier says the mainstream media who has posted conspiracy theories online but he also lives in a van in berkeley where he's a 42 year old a pot maker, a jewelry maker of, of marijuana or something, a hemp jewelry maker, whatever that is. Oh, boy. Stand up guy. Now, here's something that no one knows. I just got this from a, a friend. 
Harmet Dillon, a Republican National Committee chairman, said this. My law firm served a lawsuit against Paul Pelosi one time in SF after attempting to serve at other residences, Napa and Georgetown. They were not home, but staff were and multiple law enforcement officers were on the perimeter. Break in is odd, given this level of security. Are you telling me the SFPD does not have an around the clock cop at that house? That's what I don't understand. You'd think that there would be a secret service or something. I mean, she's what third in line as the most powerful person in the world. I, I don't understand how the house is just like vacant. And even in I, I, I know poor communities around me where every house in these little boroughs have ring cameras. All ring over cameras. I have them at my house. I got cameras all over my little yeah. shack. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. It makes no sense. One of the richest blocks in the United States. Most people have more than a doorbell, a ring bell camera. They have an alarm. OK, or an armed guard. Yeah. SFPD is on duty. They're around the clock. Bull crap that he isn't. OK. Now, if he broke the glass to get in, somebody would have heard him break the glass and gotten a, a call out before he locked himself in the bathroom. And again, the glass was outside, which means the window is broken from the inside. Cameras, private security, billionaire row. Now, here's something someone sent me that I'm going to read. I suspect the invader was a LaRouche. You know, LaRouche, you may have heard of the name. They've been active lately attacking Dems at their public meetings and elsewhere for not being progressive enough, specifically for backing the Ukraine war. AOC got shouted down by a bunch of LaRouches at a constitutional meeting in NYC for supporting the Ukraine war. Ilhan Omar got the same at a meeting in Minneapolis. It's the far left attacking the mainstream left over Ukraine. If the pape is a LaRouche and crazier than most of them, he might have broken into her house to scream at her about the war. That would likely be clear if we could see his deleted Facebook page that we still don't know who deleted or who ordered it deleted. We do know the other two web pages are phonies while the real one is being hidden. This makes sense as the last thing the Dems want is for the public to know that part of the left is against the war in Ukraine and attacking those in favor, almost exclusively progressive Dems. It will be interesting when this guy starts to talk if he doesn't have an accident in jail first. So we know that the pape was a homeless drug addict. And the media says he was running a conservative website and they're blaming Trump. <laughs> okay, so we all agree. The whole thing is a far left conjured up lie about these two far right websites that didn't exist. So we'll move on. Okay. So we're going to run the Pelosi story. Uh, today I'm interviewing Jennifer Say, who was on track to become the first woman CEO of Levi Strauss. And she was fired for being not progressive enough, right? Isn't that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Because somebody was uncomfortable and she wrote this book, Levi's Unbuttoned. And she uh, talks about her journey from U.S. national gymnastics champion through her rise up the corporate ladder at Levi's. And then she fell victim to the cancel culture engulfing this great nation. And so many of us now understand the danger this nation is in 
that a few cranks on the left can destroy someone who worked their whole life to get where they rightfully belong. We'll talk with her a little later on. That's Tuesday. Now, we're going to go to Friday. Uh, then Wednesday, we're going to run this meeting. Okay, so what are we running on Friday? I, I would think it would be the Jennifer Say. Oh, okay. Hot interview. You mean the, the Levi's thing? Yes, exactly. That'll be our Friday podcast. And we never heard from Dershowitz again. He's too busy. Yeah, no, we didn't hear back. I, I mean, I could reach out. Nah, to him. Didn't you yeah. say he responded right away and said yes? Yeah, immediately. And then I just followed up and didn't hear anything. You know what? Let's let that go for now. I, I think we got so much material because come Monday, it's the day before, you know, the election. And we're all sitting on pins and needles because we just saw what happened in Brazil. And everyone here fears that the Hillary Clinton mob, the Obama mob, they're activated. And they're even saying that the right is going to steal the election. So they're setting us up for a fall. Even if we win, we lose. That's what they've just done. They're going to claim it's fraudulent. They have to say you shouldn't question an election. That's what's coming. But on Monday, I don't know, maybe I should do a special edition podcast a 15-minute special about the election that's coming up tomorrow or something. So let's begin with this team now. Karen, what do you sense is going to happen? I'm going to put out my position. They claim the polls are too tight to call. I say nonsense because it's well-known Republicans do not identify during polls. I've known this since radio days. That's going on 28 years now. I've never known a Republican who was who answered a poll. And if they did, they never said, I'm a Republican. A, they don't want to be put on a list and targeted by the illegitimate left. B, they believe in the privacy of an election and they don't want these snoops. This is before social media. They weren't replying to, to, to polls. I've, I talked about that in radio in 1995. So I believe there's going to be a landslide if it's an honest election against the far left senile a presidency. That has been taken over by Ilhan Omar and occasional Cortex and Klaus Schwab. And God knows what other illegitimate forces are running this country into the ground. I would say by the shaking of the heads that you all sort of agree. I don't think there's ever going to be a legitimate election again. I, <laughs> I, I, think, I think that if it was a landslide and the right were to take uh, control, the left would go out of their way nonstop to make it seem illegitimate. And then if it's the other way, if the left wins, they will shut down just like they did for the people who denied the Trump election. You, the, your, your, you know, right, they, so we're we're going to be living in the hell the rest of your lives. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think it's going to end. You know, I was watching. I, I couldn't focus on anything on Netflix last night. I know it sounds trivial because um, I started by watching season two of uh, the white, white lotus, lotus. Yeah. yeah because I, I i didn't like white lotus in the first two episodes then i came to understand it was sarcasm and i liked it but it was a work of art it was well done that was the point even if i didn't like the storyline and the politics of it it was well done but so I, I looked forward to season two last night and here was my tweet this morning where is it savage tv review <laughs> Savage TV review. It only got 75 hearts. It was not very well attended. I had only 9,600 impressions when I was getting like 175,000 
on the Pelosi attack. So Savage TV Review, HBO's White Lotus season two, sad to watch F. Murray Abraham's splendid career come to an end in a display of unfunny flatulence. Did anyone see it at all? No, inflation's too high. We can't afford HBO. <laughs> um, did, do you know who F. Murray Abraham is? He's a famous actor. Anyway, all he did was fart. He, he plays the father of a three generations of Italians from L.A. who go to back to Sicily on vacation. And Abraham is the father. Michael Imperioli of the so Sopranos. He's the skinny Vinny one with the, the long nose. It, that guy, he plays the son or the, a 50 year old son. And then he has a son. So in the opening scene, Abraham's farts, excuse me, an old man, they introduce him and he passes gas and everyone is like shocked. That was supposed to be funny. And they do it throughout the whole episode. It's not funny. Oh, boy. Then I said, Michael Imperioli of The Sopranos seemed to be on meds. Plot never emerged. Cecilia's tragic past cast a dark shadow, a five star stiff. So I was bored of television, as I was saying, and I started scanning around and I couldn't watch anything that was of any interest to me at all. And I stumbled upon a Netflix story about Japan and the samurai. It was astoundingly well done, a reenactment of history. In fact, I'm going to have to pull it up because this is for Doug, because he's a martial artist. Netflix, Samurai. Here it is. Age of Samurai Battle for Japan. Netflix official site, February 2021. Dynamic reenactments and expert commentaries bring to life the tumultuous history and power struggles of a warring 16th century feudal Japan. It's unbelievable reenactments with historians that keep appearing, who apparently study this very well. So it begins during the tumultuous history of Japan in the 1500s when the country was in chaos. And I said, oh, boy, I said, I got chills up my spine. When the country fell into chaos, warlords appeared to rule this regions of Japan. I said, that's almost what's going on in America right now. Almost the country is falling apart. We have no warlords, comma, yet, period. But if this keeps up where the left keeps stealing the country and releasing mentally ill patients on the middle class population to further destabilize the country, warlords will emerge. Now, you look at Kanye Best. He thinks he's a black warlord, doesn't he? Did you see what he said today? He's George Floyd. He knows what it's like to have the police on his neck. You realize how deranged this man is? Apparently, he's the richest black man in the world. From his from his uh, music and his uh, sneakers or something or whatever he sells. His galoshes. And uh, because of his big mouth attacking Jews, he's been hammered very hard. So he says now he, he, he knows what it's like to have a knee on his neck from the, quote, businessmen. He's no longer using the word Jews. Now the code word is businessmen for Jews. Uh, he, he has not learned his lesson yet, this guy. But he's a warlord in his mind, isn't he? Doug, how unlikely is it that this country would break up like feudal Japan? Is it impossible to happen? Probably, right? I would think so. <laughs> I mean, in a way, so if you're the only yeah, Asian on the team yeah. and you're a martial artist, <laughs> we're going to we all defer to Doug's opinion. 
I I don't think it'll get to that point. Okay. The FBI is too hard hard to strangle a lot of country. Exactly. Everyone's so afraid of the secret police and the FBI that there will be no warlords. Okay, so we're not going to see sword play in America. Oh, wait, what am I thinking? Of course we do on the subways. Hello. (laughs) Many of them probably think they're demon kings. The ones who are going berserk with 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 samurai swords on subway cars. Fascinating series, by the way, Doug, you would love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's on my list of things. So I'll, I'll watch when listen I to this in segment move. five catastrophe when the with Japan unified Hideyoshi plans to expand his reign to China. I never knew the Japanese once wanted to conquer China. I know they did in World War Two when they took over Manchuria logistical challenges and fierce opposition in Korea proved to be costly. Did anyone know that Korea blocked Japan's invasion of China? Doug, you did? <laughs> you, you knew that? Yes. You mean they it's, tried uh, to overrun Korea to get to China? Correct. It's, it's very well known. Korea is the pawn between China and Japan. Wow. When when. China wants to fight Japan. They take over Korea and use Korea to fight Japan. When Japan wants to take over China, they take over Korea to fight China. Unbelievable. Well, there's so much I don't know about the world and especially Asian history that um, I I find watching these kind of uh, reenactments of history with real historians worth my brain more so than listening to F. Murray Abraham passing gas on the air. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go and watch the next one. Toyotomi. I thought of Toyota. Toyotomi. It is Toyota. Oh, Toyotomi. Toyotomi Hideyoshi ascends to power as the de facto ruler of Japan. Still, Date Masumuni, a young daimo in the north, ignores his missives. Fascinating stuff. The Demon King. Would you call Biden the Demon King? I don't think so. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. Okay, so Friday we're going to do what? Remind me now what we're doing Friday. I had a bided moment. We're going to talk to, you're going to talk to Jennifer Say from, she wrote Levi's Unbuttoned. Okay, so I'm interviewing her later today. I'm looking forward to it. My wife desperately, not, I'm not, anxiously wants to hear her story because Janet's a very prominent businesswoman and she's admires her enormously so that's friday with the election of course i'm going to go to the child's halloween thing tonight here before it rains i love to see children in costumes you saw the hideous homeless murder in in palmdale this morning didn't you a man and his daughter were fixing their car outside a what was it a department store a coles not a Coles. what was it they were fixing the car. It's on my Twitter feed. Go to my Twitter feed. The story is there. And a homeless bass bum, a homeless bass bum, <laughs> uh, knifed them to death. It was shocking. Not held them up, but punched them. <sighs> California dad, 22-year-old daughter, stabbed to death by homeless while they're working on their car outside a a store in Palmdale. I tweeted, lock them up, another attack by another, quote, homeless psycho. Get them off our streets. Build more mental hospitals now. 
can someone after this call go on to my Twitter and Facebook feeds and link the podcast I did on build more mental hospitals on the homeless? I did it last year. There's probably a way to add it to that somehow. Yeah, can link it on there. We, oh, I should I should note since Musk took over only three days ago and fired the third world censors who have been shadow banning me for years. I have seen my following go up by 20 percent. Uh, at least at least 20 percent. And the responses are now like 22,000 hearts, 5,000 retweets. I've never had anything like that. It, it just goes to show that they were seriously banning everyone. And that's well, I don't know about everyone. I know about me. I can't speak to everyone. Well, yeah, look look at this one. Listen yeah. to this. Here's one. Whenever a minority is in a scuffle with police, the left screams for the body cam footage. Where is the footage from the Pelosi incident? I texted that 19 hours ago. I got 155,000 impressions on Twitter. I got 1,326 retweets and 7,601 likes. I've never seen responses like this. So this proves that we were living in prison, not America. Under yeah. those third world bastards that were employed by Twitter, there was no freedom of speech. Because yeah. I, I have on my Twitter feed very clearly, a very clear statement that I've had since I joined in 2009. Do not post pictures or links, vulgarity blocked. I never post anything violent, and I try to delete any violent rhetoric. I always have. And yet these third world degenerates who come from countries where there is no First Amendment literally drag our forum of free speech down into the third world gutters that they came from. I pray Musk survives the takeover from the vicious assaults being launched against him by the vermin on the on, on the left. I mean, he did something here that's just before an election, and they know it could change the whole course of the destiny of this nation, which is why they're flooding my site with things. Vote, uh, vote blue, vote blue, get rid of those evil. It's all over the sites. They have hundreds and hundreds of activists flooding sites like mine. They probably target anyone with more than 100,000 followers. They're they're so worried about the sanctity and the sacred nature of elections, but they have no problem having such a stranglehold, like you said, on free speech and also the student loan forgiveness. How how is that anything the way they're pushing that through without passing it through Congress? That is a bribe for this election. So, I, I mean, it's it's unbelievable how they could sit there and say that they respect elections while meanwhile bribing how many people in this country mm. i mean that's a bribe that they're that the way they You're are right about that there's a lot of bribes they're doing yeah. it to minority communities they're bribing yeah. them they're bribing students because they know the middle class community mainly white people who pay all the taxes most of the taxes are paid all the taxes are paid by the middle class by the way and since the middle class is majority white they're being targeted by Biden and his illegitimate left wing goon squads. And they lost Twitter, which is a forum for this country. Now, most of the older white people are not on Twitter, by the way. My people are not on Twitter. It's definitely they're not on. It's not their thing. They listen to podcasts, which is a big change for many of my listeners. 
they like punching a button on a radio. I don't blame them. It's very convenient. I know I'm missing something. So next Tuesday is election day. And we're going to have a podcast up before the elections, which is going to be very risky. I think we should delay it till Wednesday. Yeah. And I think I should do an emergency podcast Monday. That'll be up Monday and Tuesday about the election. A short Monday can be the bonus podcast. Okay. And Wednesday will be the Tuesday, regular Tuesday pod after the election. We'll swap those. Where we'll have news reports and results and controversies on Wednesday. Friday will be the election as well. I don't see any other any any other topic for that week, right? Right. But you guys in your spare time, we, we're trying to get the Thanksgiving stuff prepared as well. We have a lot of work. Uh, any other well, ideas for my podcast on the Pelosi attack story? I suggest playing this in the podcast as well as the comments. And then on Wednesday, the bonus We're playing podcast, what in the podcast? This meeting? This meeting. Because there's a lot to do with oh. the Pelosi story. Oh, 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 oh. That could be after the, that could be after the other material. Right. The original material, this, and then our recorded uh listener comments. Okay, so we're done. <laughs> Thank God. Bye. <laughs> uh Wednesday's bonus podcast, I suggest doing another Savage Destroying Liberal Callers. Those are so popular. And, and we, we have enough. We yeah. have them. Oh yeah. All yeah, right. So easily. Doug's your idea. You get the you get the gold star. Let's all applaud hey. Doug now. <laughs> We just made our lives easier. Less work for father. No, it's a very good idea because there's a lot about the podcast in this meeting. So it's a double. They're going to get a double. Yeah. They get the Pelosi attack story plus. Listen in a secret meeting of the savage and a secret meeting of the savage team. <laughs> Use the word secret. The savage black ops. meeting. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now, can I record these two ads here or should I get off and go back to audition? We can all go on mute and you can just do it here if you want to get it over with. Uh, or I can go on mute. Here we go. Here's my wait. Hold on. Don't go on mute yet. My number one sponsor, Birch Gold. Here we go. Here's the ad for Birch Gold Plague on the Economy by Michael Savage. Go on mute. Hey, everybody, this is the Birch Gold Plague on the Economy ad. And let me tell you something. It's no joke. Inflation continues to be a plague on our economy, our families and our savings. And the irresponsible spending from the left just continues to exacerbate the problem of ruining the economy. Now, look, you think this is rhetoric. This year, we witnessed almost every kind of negative economic record from empty grocery store shelves to 40-year high inflation, please listen to me. Don't let your savings wither away. Please hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold, the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Now, let me repeat that. You text the name SAVAGE to 989-898. And what are you going to get? A free info kit on diversifying into gold. That's all you're going to get. And when you do this this month by Black Friday, you get a free gold bar. Wow, I want one with every purchase that you make by December 22nd. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. 
text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Listen, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Once again, text SAVAGE to 989-898 to claim your free info kit on gold and ensure your eligibility for a free gold bar with every purchase. Secure your future with gold. Do it today with the only gold company I trust, Birch Gold. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. One more, right? Ladies and gentlemen of the Savage Nation, our sponsor today is a unique gift company, Highland Titles. What's this? This company, which has been running for 16 years, can make you a lord or lady for less than $50. The way they do this is by allowing you to buy a piece of land as little as one square foot from their Highland estate. This legitimately makes you a Scottish landowner, allowing you to claim the title of lord or lady. I want to be Lord Savage, okay? The best part is not only will you become a lord or lady, you will help preserve the landscape because Highland Titles manages the land as a nature reserve. This is great. According to TripAdvisor, the Highland Titles Nature Reserve is one of the most popular nature reserves in the country. I love this ad. Now, as we head into the Christmas period or for any special event, such as birthdays or anniversaries, simply by visiting HighlandTitles.com, you can get an amazing and truly everlasting gift for your loved one. Once you have ordered your gift from Highland Titles, you or your loved one will get an official personalized certificate and a beautiful gift pack in the mail. Also, you get access to the online dashboard where you can download your certificate, view images of the land. And if you ever visit Scotland, you can visit your very own small patch of the Scottish countryside at the Highland Titles Nature Reserve. This gift has more than 14,000 reviews on Trustpilot with an average rating of 4.8 out of 5. How do you do this? I'm going to do this as soon as I'm through with this ad. Lord Savage tells you to visit www.highlandtitles.com. That's www.highlandtitles.com. And using the discount code SAVAGE, you'll receive a 15% off anything on the site. Go to highlandtitles.com, discount code SAVAGE. You get 15% off, and then you'll become a lord or a lady. You can apply for it. So, Doug, I'm going to buy you one. You're going to become Lord, lord Lynn. Ryan's going to be, well, he's from Ireland. I don't know if he wants to become a Scottish landholder. You'll have to tell me. And I believe that you are of Irish descent as well, Karen. So I don't know that you want to have a, a Scottish uh, title. But if you do, that will be, instead of a bonus for your Christmas season, I'm buying you this. Uh, I'm sure you're going to love it more than a bonus. <laughs> Joking. All right. You'll cut all of this part of it out. To, you can go to war with Doug, Karen, and I. Okay. You, you know, you ought, to leave, you, ought to leave, you ought to leave this part, put this back into the end of the of the podcast thing, because it's funny and it, it's a double promotion. OK, I think we're oh, done. Are Let's, you allowed to have a Scottish title being that you're brand, banned in Britain? Me? Oh, my God. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. And Scotland is part of Britain. Well, I could become Lord Savage. I could become Lord Savage in exile. Banished <laughs> from our kingdom. Lord Savage in exile in the in the um, armpit of America, San Francisco. He was exiled. Napoleon was sent to Elba, 
which had to be better than San Francisco under Pelosi. Well, that's it for the day, guys. Thank you. See you soon. Leave this in. Bye. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Welcome back to the Michael Savage People Are Talking podcast. I want you to listen now to my premium club members with their emailed thoughts on the Paul Pelosi attack story and how they think it has been reported. You'll hear Karen, Ryan, and Doug reading the comments of my subscribers. Chris said it makes no sense, and now the FBI is involved to cover it up. Pelosi refers to the attacker as a friend, and they're both in underwear? This is absurd. I'm waiting for 50 experts to sign a letter saying this is a Russian disinformation. I don't believe that security would be so lax that someone would be able to so easily break into the home of Nancy Pelosi. Seems as though the suspect was not some right-winger, but a Berkeley progressive. Even the mother of his children came out and said that his political views were similar to hers, which are progressive. She also said that she admired Nancy Pelosi. We will probably never know the truth, though. Another question I have is, where did the hammer come from? Did the suspect bring it? Marco writes, this is a Jesse Smule case all over again. The perpetrator is an unemployed degenerate from a nudist commune in Berkeley, California that sports BLM and LGBT flags. Now they're spinning it to say the right is responsible. Daniel says the news reports on this story make no sense at all. The only thing that is clear about this story is the messaging from the mainstream news reports. The message being January 6th and election denying got us to this point. That messaging is clear disinformation and a psyop on the American collective psyche. I don't think the American center can hold up much longer. The first question that needs to be answered is how did he get inside the Pelosi mansion? The answer will ultimately lead to the truth, but the truth is the last thing the powers that be want from this event. Also, DePappy should already be out of jail on a no-cash bail, just like the thousands of other criminals across the country who commit assault and are quickly booked, walked through, and released back out into the community, where they will continue to commit more crime. If only Chesa Bodine was still DA out there. Oh, well. From our subscriber, Susan. The perp is obviously a radical leftist, and it naturally follows that the lying, corrupt politicians and a slew of other lefties are attempting to pin this incident on Trump and his conservative base. We must keep the truth alive and visible for all to comprehend. The left is using anything and everything to spin the truth into oblivion. Some of them are truly delusional. I'm sure that you remember the quote from the former godfather of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel. Never let a crisis go to waste. The spin machine is in desperate overdrive. Daniel writes, the story does not make sense. We've been told some facts mixed with fiction, probably from the mainstream media. I really don't know what the real story is. I know I don't trust the Pelosi's and we'll probably find Jimmy Hoffa or see Epstein's clients in jail before we hear the truth from the Pelosi's. Dave says it makes no sense. Yet, when have the dingbats, whack jobs, and jack wagon ever made sense? It's a political job to fire up the morons and the imps. 
They do not fear God. In fact, they disdain God. Therefore, there shall be zero wisdom found amongst them. I enjoyed your reporting on Newsmax. Comment from Sherry. I have so many questions. Why are the Pelosi's refusing to release the security camera footage? Who let him in in the middle of the night? Why is the left wing trying so hard to make this liberal freak a right wing MAGA guy? Will they succeed with this false narrative? An unnamed subscriber writes, this was fantastic. Quote, what do you mean he was in his underwear? End quote. Cracked me up, but it's also a really great point. How could that neighborhood have someone walking around in their underwear and there's no footage? Everyone has a ring or a Nest camera these days. Just wait till the story starts getting bad and they magically find a red MAGA hat in their garden. Those were just a few of the thoughts from you, the Michael Savage podcast listeners. I want to be absolutely clear here. I wish Mr. Pelosi a speedy recovery. This is a terrible, terrible thing that happened to him. No matter what the circumstances, this is an attack on all of us. And I simply want the media to start reporting the truth without political spin, without cover-ups, just the truth, ma'am, only the truth. There are simply too many questions that are not being answered. Thank you for listening and spread the word about the Michael Savage People Are Talking podcast. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.